Hey everybody, this is Alan. And Randy. This is Rob. And uh, welcome to tuning, uh, thank you for tuning into uh, The Lounge SD for our second episode. And today we'll be covering and reviewing The Cloverfield Paradox. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, the third installment after the first Cloverfield and then the 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, so... It's been a week since we've uh, recorded. Last week we recorded our uh, Black Panther review. <clears throat> what you guys been up to? Uh, I started playing The Witcher Three again, um, just because I'm a patient gamer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> somebody I saw it was on Reddit. Somebody posted like uh, like the OG release trailer for it and i had never seen it and it's like a live action or it looks live action the cj is just super awesome um but they showed the clip and i was like man he's like fighting some like demon chick or something in a barn and i was like man i gotta go revisit this game so i started up again and uh-huh. yeah man full immersion it's it's dope if you guys randy, haven't played it definitely pick it up randy what you been up to Ooh, today was a big day for me uh, <laughs> <laughs> congratulations uh, on your kid man yeah <laughs> No, that was a big day, don't get me wrong. But when it comes to gaming, today was a huge day. I officially transferred over to keyboard and mouse. And I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Uh, but been playing a lot of Fortnite, been playing a lot of GTA. I'm actually using my gaming PC that I bought two years ago now. So I'm a little late, but it is what it is. But that's basically it. Besides work, you know, boring stuff. Yeah, uh, this week I also made the jump from uh, from controller. I was using the PS4 controller on my PC to uh, KBM hashtag KBM. Um, <laughs> it was um, you know our buddy uh, Pat and Dante kind of just called me out on it because I was so against keyboard and mouse just because I was already. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I was already good using the controller. Damn. Okay. I was kind of like that, man. You know. I don't know how how you put your shirt through your. uh... Nope. Mess that up. (laughs) Put my head through my shirt. (laughs) I get get custom made shirts, bro. Dang. All right. So let's uh let's dive into Cloverfield and the Cloverfield universe here. Um. So this is the third installment. Cloverfield Paradox is the third installment to the Cloverfield universe, which we think is a Cloverfield universe. The first movie was Cloverfield released in 2008. And then uh, the next movie was 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was released in uh, 2016 with um, uh, John Goodman, right? Yep. And Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, And that was, um, that was pretty good. Um, But we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, and we're just going to go into the summary from uh, IMDb on Cloverfield Paradox. And the summary reads, Orbiting a planet on the brink of war, scientists test a device to solve an energy crisis and end up face-to-face with a dark alternate reality. Um, and the cast is uh, Gugu Mabatha-Ra, who plays Hamilton, David Oyelowo, who plays Keel, and then Daniel Bruhl, who plays Schmidt. Um, John Ortiz plays Monk. Chris O'Dowd plays Mundy. Axel Henny plays Volkov. 
Uh, Zhang Ziyi plays Tam. Elizabeth Debicki plays Jensen, and Roger Davies plays Michael. And then uh, produced by Bad Robot, Paramount Pictures. Bad Robot also um, the uh, brainchild of Brad. Bad Robot is uh, our man J.J. Abrams. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, going into Cloverfield Paradox, they, they kind of released it really, uh, really different. Soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it's it's really like no no hype or build up or anything like no yeah. posters or anything. Super Bowl trailer. Uh, yeah, so it was a Super Bowl trailer, and it, it after that it was like released tonight at midnight, and it was that was it. And then to believe that it drew so much hype from the Super Bowl trailer, and then led into here and got such good ratings. I I think um, I I, mean, I couldn't have any expectations on this movie other than like seeing the Cloverfield name in the movie i was already mm-hmm. hooked like i was a big fan of the first one. Oh yeah you um, were yes i was <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um, for the for the listeners at home uh, <laughs> alan could could be a professor at a university and his his class would be cloverfield 101 yeah man i got i got lost in the first cloverfield like uh i was trying to find out more lore and um I mean, hat, hats off to Bad Robot and J.J. Abrams and that marketing team um, for the release of Cloverfield. I remember specifically the first time I saw the first Cloverfield trailer was watching Transformers 1. And it was a, it was a trailer before Transformers 1. And I remember when it came on, um, this was back in the day when um, when handheld camera, that, that shooting style was still... Oh. Kind yeah, of, like kind of big, and uh, kind of getting footage. Or whatever. Yeah, found footage was kind of getting big. Um, you know, riding off the coattails of um, was it Blair Witch Project? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I remember watching it, and the whole crowd was just silent. And it was, you know, usually like when you hear when you watch trailers in the movies nowadays, it's like you know, whisper here, whisper there. But the whole crowd was just silent. And then, um, yeah, probably because they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> exactly. Do you guys remember that first trailer? Like what the oh, big yeah. thing was? I think it was the um uh they were in the party and right, right, yeah. They were in the party and then they were saying go like you know, it was a going away party for the guy and then the lights went out, lights came back on, everyone back up everyone went back upstairs to the roof and then um they saw an explosion in the distance and then stuff was like hurling towards them. And then they start running down, and then the, uh, you know, the camera, the handheld camera was cutting in and out, and um, <clears throat> that was the first time I was actually introduced to T.J. Miller. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he was uh, the operator of the camera, but um, so anyway, so everyone comes back out onto the street, and then um, they look to the left, and then onto the street rolls the head of Statue of Liberty, and that was end trailer. Right. <clears throat> so it was like everyone was like, "What? It's Godzilla!" Yeah, they have- <laughs> that's yeah, yeah that's, that's what I thought. Thing. I thought it was Godzilla, but even yeah. then, um, yeah. So I, I was a huge fan of Cloverfield, and um, the whole marketing behind that was just crazy. Um, with the, uh, I forgot, I forgot the alternate the reality ARG, yeah, alternate yeah. reality gaming or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a huge one. Um, and also 10 Cloverfield Lane. I think I watched that with Rob. Um, yeah, I think we did go see that in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that was um <laughs> i remember we were we were thinking like well, how does this like get into um like how does this fit in cloverfield universe but we'll get into that later so um what were your guys' expectations of the, of going into the movie um so um, here's a here's a funny <laughs> story <laughs> speaking of cloverfield lane and me watching it uh so that movie came out in 2016. Uh, mm-hmm. At the time, I remember there were a bunch of us at work that were trying to watch it. So we went out that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty excited. I mean, I wanted to get more answers in mm-hmm. Cloverfield Lane. Um, so we all went out to watch it. We got to the theater. And I ended up getting called back to work like within the first 15 minutes of the movie. So, okay. <laughs> so I had to leave the movie. I had to go to work and then I missed out on the rest. So I think the next week I went back and paid again to watch the second movie and I finished it, but I can't say that I was too excited about it afterwards. Mm. Uh, about the Cloverfield universe or about, about, this? about 10 Cloverfield lane. Like I oh, was okay. excited about the universe with the first one. It was it was all right, um, kind of along the same lines as Lost, the TV show. There were a lot more questions than there were answers. So <laughs> I was hoping to get more answers in, in Ten, Ten Cloverfield Lane, Lane. <laughs> and you didn't get anything Any really. Of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was like. Uh, I'm not mad because as a movie it was okay, except for like the last the last act was mm-hmm. just tacked on. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll get into this more a little bit when we talk about this movie. But it was basically a standalone movie until the very end, and it was like uh, I don't know. So my expectations going into <laughs> this one. They weren't yeah. bad. I was hoping to get my answers again. Um, and luckily, I got some. And it was right, enough right. to satisfy me. So I was like, all mm-hmm. right, I'll, I'll give it a pass. Um, but those were my expectations. And that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my, my expectations going going in to, to Paradox were along the same lines. Uh, I had seen the first two movies. And I was like, okay, they're, they're building their world. And I wanted, you know, this one I thought was going to you know, tie everything all, all together, mm-hmm. like a, you know, nice, a nice, neat little bow. Um, and it did not, <laughs> it, um, uh, yeah. Randy boy hit the, hit the nail on the head and comparing it to like, you know, lost, you'd watch whole like seasons, whole episodes and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure they're going to explain this and we'll get all of our answers now. And then you finish that episode and you just have even more questions. You're just like, <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what? And so, I, for this, for the, for me, I was just kind of like a letdown for me a little bit on this, on on the at least like the shared universe side. I was I was expecting some kind of payoff. You know, they they you know they spent two movies already kind of building it all up, and you know, I was I was ready to shoot, and I was like, this is gonna be amazing, yeah. and nothing. <laughs> well, so I mean, I, I'll give it to them. The <clears throat> the question, the biggest question that most people had were obviously about the monsters, right? Like, where are they where coming the from? They come what from? are they? Sure. Um, and they answered that. They answered that straight up. They said, what was it? Oh, 
messing with the uh, particle accelerators could rip open what was it wormholes um, into mm-hmm. other yeah. dimensions, and that could be that could affect the past, present, and future, and mm-hmm. it could bring in what would they call? Did they call them demons? I think. Sure. I think he said he said a couple things. He said like demons and monster. He was basically like kind of listing off all that stuff. Yeah. So obviously, the first two movies you had that question the whole time, and then mm-hmm. in this one they straight up answered it. So mm-hmm. I'll give them that. But yes, yeah, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll recant what I said. So maybe maybe not like I didn't get any answers. I I got like one big answer, but then. There wasn't it wasn't the the connectivity that I wanted. I didn't want I, like all the loose ends and yeah, everything didn't yeah. get tied. So yeah, they just ended up just giving us like more string. Yeah, like, oh, yeah definitely. All right. So moving forward, we just got to preface by saying there are huge spoiler alerts on this movie and during this discussion. So if you haven't watched Cloverfield Paradox, you can just pause it right here and come back to us when you're done. And or you spoiled some a little bit already. But. Yeah. Or you just don't need to watch it at all. You can listen to us. That's up to you. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, back onto the discussion. Um, how, like, were there any memorable um, bits and pieces of Cloverfield Paradox that stuck out to you that put you, that kind of answered um, questions regarding the Cloverfield universe? Well, I mean, Randy Boy had mentioned already that they – they kind of, I mean, they they had already said it when they were testing the the energy source. Like, it it, it opened up the it explained the monsters concept at least, like where they came from or how they got here. Mm-hmm. So that there was that. Um, but as far as anything else connected, I mean, I I thought there were like loose connections. Like in my head, I was like seeing stuff going on the screen. Um, like Michael when he brings the girl to the bunker. And I was like, "Oh snap! This this is setting up Ten Cloverfield Lane. Here we go. This is that string, or you know, whatever. This is that loose end getting tied up. And then nothing. Wasn't, <laughs> not I was like, close. Not, <laughs> not even yeah. close. Totally missed it. Like <laughs> that they could have totally answered like other questions that people had for Ten Cloverfield Lane, but they totally mm-hmm. like they totally missed that opportunity there. I'll give I'll give them that. Like they missed that. So yeah. uh, my my thing is, and like I kind of talked about with 10 Cloverfield Lane, this definitely felt like it was its own original movie at first. Mm-hmm. And then J.J. Yeah. Abrams jumped on and was like, you know what? That'd be dope if this took place in the Cloverfield universe as well. <laughs> so let me add a few things to make it relevant to this universe, but then mm-hmm. everything else is going to still be the original storyline. So it's like, right. yeah, it was just tacked on. So I just felt like that's why there was so many plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, they kind of just winged it and forced it. So it's it's funny that you guys... um, <clears throat> It's funny that you guys all feel this way about each and every Cloverfield movie that you guys all say, like, as a standalone film, it can be a standalone film. Like, you don't have to tie it to the Cloverfield... the other Cloverfield movies. Because J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams came out and said that Cloverfield itself doesn't have to meant like specifically be um like part of that universe. Like it doesn't have to be a Cloverfield universe. Cloverfield was just the name of the first movie because mm-hmm. you know because that's what they were just working. With. I think they just named it off of the the street they were on 
or something yeah, like that. Or something the, I think it was like in a park yeah. or something nearby. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> it was just like a working title kind of thing, which ended yeah. up, you know, everyone was expecting 10 Cloverfield Lane, like, oh, well, here it is. Here's a sequel to the first film. When, it, when if you had left out the second act or the the final act with the whole alien invasion, yeah. it mm-hmm. would have been a great movie. Yeah. But the fact that that last, that final act was in there, you're kind of just like, what? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Like, it was like shoe shoehorned in there. Yeah, and then like kind of just like made matters worse for the Cloverfield universe, um, you know, and just made fans wonder like, what the heck? Like, why is this in the Cloverfield universe? But J.J. Abrams, like I said, came out and said these these don't necessarily have to tie into each other. It was just like a working title kind of thing. So it's funny that you guys all said that um, each movie could have been a great standalone film. Mm-hmm. Um, when it kind of was, and then even somebody on Reddit like found, um, found the that J.J. Abrams was working on a Cloverfield movie in secret, and it was supposed to release when it did, um, <clears throat> and that no, there was no marketing leading up to it, and everyone was like, "Okay, here we go, Cloverfield 3. and then they dropped the movie, like they dropped the trailer and then the movie in the same day so it was just i thought that was really cool and yeah hats off to him for not letting that like seep out i don't i mean i didn't hear about anything about it until until the super bowl and then i heard that they had released it on netflix or it was going to release on netflix like later that night and i was like what yeah Yeah. that was an amazing marketing campaign yeah like the cast i was like what dude there's like all sorts of people in here yeah it was good stuff oh yeah was it so with the cast, was there anybody who you were like when they were going? I, I think it was like in the beginning, they're showing everybody's like little like intro or like a montage of everybody that's in it. Were you guys surprised to see anybody like, oh, snap, they got Baron Zemo <laughs> from, uh, from Civil War. Yeah. No, I got December excited 16, for uh, 1992 himself. <laughs> I got excited for uh, Zhang Ziyi. I haven't Heck seen yeah. her forever, dude. And yeah, still looking good. So. Yeah. <laughs> Zhang Yi. I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna speak. In- nope, she's not gonna speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I mean, broken English. I would have gotten it, but then the fact that everyone there spoke Mandarin was like, oh, so everyone just speaks Mandarin nowadays. Tight. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. So, and then Chris O'Dowd. I don't know if anyone here watches the IT crowd. Um. Uh, yeah, Chris O'Dowd was the one who had his hand cut off. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I know him as I know him as Officer Rhodes from Bridesmaids. He's like and the love interest of Chris in Kristen Wiig. Uh, five year engagement? No. Uh, was he the, the guy? I don't think so. Okay, nah, man. But either way, yeah, I, from Bridesmaids. Yep. Yeah. Well, I I've seen him in the IT crowd, and he was pretty. He was pretty funny like his his quotes in this was really funny and i was just i don't know i was just excited to see what he had to bring to the to the uh game and then also mm-hmm. who's that one guy was it monk or who's the fast and, yeah dude <laughs> oh. in the, the fast and the dude. oh Brago. my god oh, man. <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny yeah, because the whole time i was like oh yep it's braga that's it that's his name <laughs> Yeah. So um what did you guys think of uh <laughs> well one of one of the more interesting 
uh, scenes in this movie about Chris O'Dowd's um, character Mundy, his hand. Well, well, real quick, let's 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 go back on on how it came about. So the whole premise was that they were different. Was it dimensions? Right. Yeah. I think they so said dimensions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. An alternate dimension, which was similar to the one that they were in, were starting to merge. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So things started <clears throat> happening and started mixing. So with uh, Mundy's arm, what what was happening was he was just working on the ship. Next thing you know, for some reason. <laughs> His arm got sucked into the wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then his the the rest of the crew showed up and was they were able to yank him away from the wall. But because his arm was in the wall when he got yanked out, his arm stayed in there and his body was off of it. And it was a clean cut. Like the bone, everything was just there no bleeding for some reason there was no bleeding <laughs> yeah but his arm was just gone he didn't have pain he couldn't feel the arm anyways it was just gone he so, didn't even, it was taken like taken off and they're like yeah. Monday, what happened to your arm and he's like what happened to it oh my god <laughs> yeah okay so his arm's gone now yeah. fast forward i think it was like not like five minutes into the movie mm-hmm. they start hearing this noise and it's an arm the rest of his arm crawling down a hallway. Mm-hmm. So it had a mind of its own. Because <laughs> that's a problem for me because I'm like, wait a minute. Now the hand can think? Like, I would, me personally, with my logic, is if your hand goes into an opposite dimension, your hand is just there. It doesn't start having a thought. A brain of its own, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I could see an arm just lying there in the other dimension. And they're like, where did this arm come from? All right. Mm -hmm. Not the case. So it's crawling. They capture the arm. And it starts, like, hitting and moving around. And, uh, of course, they ask the question, oh, are you controlling the arm? And he's like, no, because I'm giving you the middle finger right now. And <laughs> the hand yeah. wasn't doing that. Yeah. So then it got to the point where the hand started making like writing motions. So they gave it a pen and then it gave a message to them. What was the message again? Do you know? Uh, it was like, don't trust. Or it was like, kill uh, one of the other. Uh, Mundy? Oh, no, no, no. No, it was oh, cut, open, cut open Volkov or whatever. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. That was later. Yeah, cut open. Oh, o- yeah, yeah. Yeah, cut, yeah. O- cut open Volkov. And yeah, so the hand. Come on, really? Like, that didn't make yeah. any well, so, sense at all. <laughs> so I want to I touch on this, and I thought this was kind of a cool explanation. I mean, we had already talked about how them running the machine in, on the space station opens up all these dimensions so for me it was like a a cool way to explain like something like string theory where there's infinitely many timelines or dimensions however you want to say but Mm -hmm. there's you know each and every different reality so like in terms of like you waking up in the morning there's a a dimension or a timeline or something where you wake up and go to school and there's another 
dimension or whatever you just stay in bed sick or whatever and it just you know those two kind of go their their own yeah. separate ways and then from yeah. there you like split into all these different things so i thought that was like a cool concept and for them like a good way to explain the cloverfield universe and how everything doesn't have to be connected is that yeah. each one of these is a separate dimension and it was cool to see like the genesis of it or the the catalyst that started all of it was this yeah. space station mm-hmm. and so by them running it and mm-hmm. you know having that one successful or i guess it was the like unsuccessful that one run that went what they thought was according to plan but ended up being like i guess there was like something in the ventilation there's moisture in the ventilation yeah ended up causing you know all these like splits and stuff so i thought that was a cool idea and for me the way i was able to like sleep at night or like make my peace with the movie is that you know you start labeling them as different universes so in universe a we have you know the team on the space station that we know and then there's universe b where (laughs) there's there's a random arm that can think on its own and like crawl its way around the ship so i I don't know maybe in this dimension yeah. people are like star starfish where when you cut the limb <laughs> off it starts starfish. doing its own thing yeah. i thought it, i thought for me i thought it was funny that when uh officer Rhodes or uh mundy got his arm cut off and they kind of like he kind of brings it up to the camera so it's like eye level and you can kind of see all the different like where his bone would be yeah. you know it's like in the cartoons when they cut like a a piece yeah. of meat and you can see it like sideways you get to see the bone yeah. and the, the meat and everything i thought it was a that was a, a cool way to show that yeah um, i was i was trying to figure out how the hand knew <clears throat> that the um the gyro was in um volkov that's but what I'm again saying. it doesn't make again, sense again, <laughs> it's, again, universe, it's b universe man like i'm gonna need alan from universe b to explain this to me because i'm just i don't know man that was that was rough but it um, still doesn't explain that Universe B's hand might have a mind thought, of its own. Yeah, but how yeah. did mm-hmm. Universe's B hand know that the gyro was in Universe A guy's stomach? Like, what? I mean, it we're gonna, we're gonna sound there. like crazy. <laughs> we're gonna sound yeah. like crazy tinfoiled people at the end of this podcast. Yeah, right? but people during this podcast are like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> you well, like, or, what's, what's happening in this movie and you're like trust me if you haven't watched it just do just yourself a favor and just don't like no, well if you're confused <laughs> on what we're talking about just watch it and you'll be just as confused as we are yeah well, it'll so, answer so our my, questions right right but it won't my answer suge- questions for Cloverfield. okay go ahead. my suggestion would be if you do watch it watch it with some of your friends so that way when the movie's over and the credits are coming up you can all turn to each other and be like all right what did you think about this and then it's just going to be a another like six hour long movie uh, or like dialogue between you and your friends about what's going on. Yeah, yeah, man, that was, that was wild. I I thought it was a, it was a very cool concept though. It's been a while since I've seen like, you know, thing from the, the Adams family make an appearance. So it's good to know that he's still finding work out there. Yeah. What did you guys think about um, first? So another scene that, makes me scratch my head was the gun inside of a ship like like why they had it oh no no they had it because they he 3d printed it didn't he yeah 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 yeah. in the earlier scene she made a bagel using that 3d printer and then he had the blueprints i guess you can call them to make a gun as well wherever those Mm -hmm. came from and he just 3d printed a gun 
Gosh. Which I thought was was pretty cool. I don't know if you guys if it says in the movie or I like this is you know through my own research. I saw that this movie actually takes place in 2028. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. I, it had to have been in the future. I got that. Right. Um, yeah. So I I gave them the benefit of the doubt for that stuff, but I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, if they were so against guns, you would think that they wouldn't have the software or the data to just print a gun. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, yeah. Dude like, just ended up making a gun willy nilly and just like, oh, yeah. I think he's bad, and I think this guy's a double spy. So I'm gonna kill this guy, which he actually, <laughs> which he actually turned out to be. Like, right? wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh man. Okay, so this is this is. I mean, again, I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on right now. What if Universe A, <laughs> they didn't have any guns or any like flash drives or blueprints for weapons, but Universe B you know crazy ass volkov universe b like the evil dimension or the dark dimension or whatever he's like oh yeah we have crazy guns and here's my flash drive that has all that so maybe the universe b flash drive made its way to universe a but and that's how he was able to put that has to be like perfect situation he's like you know what i might travel to another dimension someday let me make sure i have a flash drive in my pocket with the data for a gun oh what do you know i travel to another dimension and they don't have guns here let me just plug it in and i need the well, gun no, what it, do you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like a perfect situation like i said like he's from the darker dimension so once he made it over and he, his eye went all crooked he was like yep let's get that gun going <laughs> oh my god and, I mean, and it's not yeah we got to talk about that too <laughs> oh but uh, it, yeah there's nothing that says like there. I don't. I don't at least I don't remember seeing it in uh for Universe A or uh whatever that they were they didn't allow weapons on board or anything. I mean, it could very well be that there is a clause, you know, in NASA or in the future that like says mm-hmm. every every ship or something has to have some form of protection. You know, yeah, they have to have yeah, some yeah. weapons on board in case it's like alien invasion or something. It makes sense to me. Like, no, that makes I get sense. it. You don't want to use it, but you know, there's there's gonna be cases where. There's someone has to discharge a firearm, so it's got to be on there somewhere. No, that makes sense. It's just when they saw that he got it or that he had a gun, they were so yeah, shocked. Yeah. So it was like it, it made it sound like in that in Universe A that they had no right. way to get one, and then he had one. So they were like, "What?" Um, but let's I think it was more. The- I think it was just more of like a crazy idea. It's like, oh snap, he has a gun. We're on a space yeah. station. I think that was it was it's more of that versus like kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was like, what is that? If it was like I've never seen one of those before, then I would have been like, seriously, you've never seen a gun? But yeah. it was more like, what are you doing, bro? You yeah, have a gun I, and we're we're near right. all this equipment. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> like there's just so many different scenes we could choose from that's just head scratching because this movie was just kind of just everywhere. But mm-hmm. bottom line is there's multiple universes with no rhyme or reason in the other universes because in universe a the universe that we saw the start of the movie Mm -hmm. you know they're about to go to war on earth because they have no more energy or no more fossil fuels right yeah something some crisis yeah 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 so they're about to go to war to because there's someone's not sharing fossil fuels we'll just go with energy someone's not sharing energy and so they're about to go to war on earth and this space station is trying to find an infinite um like a a way to produce infinite amount of energy Mm -hmm. right so that's that's 
that we know for sure is happening. And then at the beginning of the movie, they said that if they like, this obviously hasn't been tested. Um, and if they continue testing this, it could open up, you know, wormholes to other dimensions. And this now, now it's kind of just going everywhere like this. Um, you know, we can go to any universe or we can go to any dimension and it's just so much is happening and there could be no rhyme or reason in the other universes. Like mm-hmm. for, for example, Jensen, right? The first time we met Jensen, like they were, Jensen's the woman who uh, they found in the wall. And then you hear the knocking on the wall and you go, you know, when they open it up, I was just like, I cannot believe this happened. And now there's a woman in the wall with like all of a sudden wires stuck in her. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what, like in your dimension, were you just chilling in the wall? Like what's like, you know, what's going on? And then I don't know, like that was, that was a head scratcher. But again, there's no rhyme or reason happening in the other universes that goes into our universe. So um, what did you guys think of Jensen's character and, um, and her uh, role in, in this movie. Um, so her character is the only one I think that did an actual transfer, right? A successful one. Yeah. Like she was the mm-hmm. only one, not like a mental <clears throat> transfer, like a uh, Volkov and mm-hmm. not obviously the arm. Um, mm-hmm. So she actually did the full transfer and she was aware that she transferred after yeah. the fact. Um, I thought the character was cool. Um, I liked the concept of her, mm-hmm. but it didn't. <laughs> like, it sounds like a big ass butt's coming. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's just the critical side of me is like she she knew all those things happened and she didn't put pieces together to realize that this guy isn't the same one as the one that she's dealing with because she was going after schmidt the whole time actually everybody was going for him um because in universe b the dark one he gave away secrets to germany um oh no he uh he didn't give well he was a double spy wasn't he yeah he was he was a double spy basically Mm -hmm. um sabotaging the work so that they could go to war but in universe A, he's legit. So you would think these people are super smart. They're in their, in their, the best in their fields. And she couldn't just be like, wait a minute. Something's not right. This clearly isn't the right universe. Let me, mm-hmm. let me take a step back. Instead of hunting this guy down and basically ruining the entire space station to kill this guy. Um, so... Well, so let me let me play this off you. Like, if you were her, you know, first of all, you're already like super disoriented because you appeared in a wall with a bunch of shit all all up in you. (laughs) And then, I mean, for her, it was kind of like she went back in time a little bit because I think in her universe, didn't the space station blow up or some like it already failed? Yeah, right, right. When they transferred over, yeah, and they finally found Earth, the space station was already destroyed. And that's why the mm-hmm. planet was already at war, and they didn't go to that planet. So, so for so for me, like imagine you're her, you know. First of all, it already sucks because you came through in a wall, 
and then it sucks like well or, or then you see it as a blessing because now you you're there earlier and the team's still there and nobody knows that he's a double agent imagine if you were her and you were like oh i can you know alert everybody and we can stop this right now and i mean she got them to believe her at first and you know some of that stuff from universe b ended up coming through like his his communications and stuff came through um so i i I want to say that I liked her character and I like I it's easy to be like oh she's dumb like why didn't she just uh you know let it all play out to see if he had changed she I mean she had no idea she maybe for all she knew it was like a a time travel thing it wasn't necessarily an alternate dimension so I give her that that benefit of the doubt um and then I mean I got to I got to put my tinfoil hat back on with with another theory and so when they when they did their transfer to this, you know, when they ended up getting going on the other dimension, they were on the other side of the sun, upside down. So my thought is that in Universe B, she was like on on like standing on like some part of the ship, and because it like flip flopped, it like loaded her <laughs> like where she would have been on the ship, like the upside down version. So that's why she was in a wall with all those like pipes and stuff in her. Do you know what I mean? And so that's that's so that's that's how I make peace with it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's cool that you know she loaded like upside down in their universe or whatever, but like in the wall, and that sucked. But I thought that was like an amazing way to do that. I was like, you know, it's it's not going to be transfer like consciousness. She straight up transferred physically <laughs> to, through the ship, and I was like, oh, that sucks so bad. Yeah. Dude. Just, I mean, just so yeah, just transferred to another dimension, being like, one dimension you're doing great, and the other dimension you're like, you know, you transferred to the other dimension, and then now you're like tubes and wires like running through you. It just seemed like it sucked, but at least the healing process was really quick. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that was. That's true. Yeah, I also want to say I got like a crazy Brienne of Tarth vibe from her too. She, I mean, she wasn't as big as Brienne of Tarth, but. She's yeah, she's that. definitely I can see that. she's like Gwendolyn Christie light. No, Do you think that. it's because she was British? Jeez. Maybe I think it would like also she's like fair skin and got like the she's rocking that short blonde hair do. Yeah, which on the right girl, crazy. super fire. I said fair skin, man. You don't have to. Yeah, no, I like that. Well, now we just Sorry. now we're gonna get some hate mail from the Gwendolyn oh, Christie fan club. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, GC uh, fan club. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, who do you think had the best or worst death? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let's run through. <laughs> All right. So first one was Volkov, right? Yeah. With okay. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so he had worms in him because the worms somehow ended up inside of him when they transferred. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Next guy, who else died on the ship? What's his name just got shot? Uh, Monk and... Uh, well, a few of them got shot by... Yeah, Baron Baron Zemo got a uh, shot too, but he was able to heal up. Yeah, that was Monk, wasn't he? No, Monk no, Monk for sure died. Uh, we're no. talking, yeah, we're talking about um December okay. 16, 
Yeah. <laughs> so Schmidt, the guy that she was hunting the whole time, survived. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. And then Hamilton was the girl. Um, yeah. She survived. Keel, Keel, the other, the other guy. Commander. Yeah, he got shot. By. Did he get shot? Uh, I thought he did. In he which no, 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 he shot. sacrificed himself. <laughs> he sacrificed himself. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, dude, that was G. Yeah, she sacrificed himself. So yeah, that was that dope. how he tricked them. <laughs> yeah. He was like, we got, I forget what he said. I think he said, like, we got to manually override it. And so he got them to walk out and then he closed the door. I was like, dude. <laughs> dude, took him for the team. <laughs> That's how you do it, man. That was awesome. So, yeah, okay, so cool. he sacrificed himself. Uh, mm-hmm. Braga got shot, right? Because he was at the computer and he was like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, you have a gun. Bang, dead. Um, who else? Mundy, how did he die? He, uh, that CO2 tank, he had like the oh metal, <laughs> everything was getting attracted, like magnetized. Yeah. And, uh, and his, like, the little gel he was using, like, I guess, like, in the end, got the, like, last laugh. It was, like, went all over him, like, venom kind of thing. Which doesn't make sense, <laughs> dude. I just, I just want to go out there and say, Universe B sucks, man. Dude. <laughs> yeah. My, my thing, okay. <sighs> so when I saw that scene, it was coming at him, and I was like, oh, it's going to go through him. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the magnet, and for some reason, the magnet, it's pulling things to the door. He's right. in between the door and the metal. It's going to go through him. But what ended up happening was it grabbed him and then went inside of him. Essentially, yeah, right? Because started... it went in his mouth and his eyes and stuff like that. And then he went died. Went to his orifices, yeah. <laughs> like what how did it grab him why didn't it go through him? it doesn't make any sense um bro I, it's because universe b dude, uh, universe b goes hard like <laughs> what the heck dude all right so that's how he died dude they're and real then, ones in universe b man yeah zang ziyi uh oh my she, gosh the way she, she died died i think was she was stuck in the water, right? Wasn't she? Yeah. So yeah, she went water. to the that section of the ship to release the condensation, right? Yeah. Right. Of course, when she goes in there, like typical scary movie fashion, the door gets jammed and the water starts pouring in. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't get out. So... In your mind, you're like, okay, she's going to drown. But to make matters worse, when the, she can't when she can't get out, there's a door that goes to the outside, this, to space. Yeah. It can't handle the pressure of the water. So it busts out and immediately, because they're in space, it freezes and she freezes inside the water and inside that room and the rest of the crew can just see her floating there in the ice dead (laughs) out of all the deaths i'd take that one i'll be like all right that's the one you'd be down for. that's the one i'm down for i'm like all right i mean 
I don't know. Commander Keel kind of went out like a G, dude. I think if I if I had to die on that ship, God forbid I am ever on that ship. But if I had to die on that ship and in that movie, I would probably have gone out like Commander Keel. Just because he was like, he kind of like saved the day almost, I guess you could say. Oh, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, no, he definitely, yeah. But, um, and he he definitely had the path of least resistance. Like, in a sense that he didn't. Because he didn't die when he launched it. He closed the door so it's sealed. Right. And then he released that portion of the ship. And then he floated off into space. Oh, so I don't know if you guys saw at the end of the credits, he goes to Universe C where it's just a bunch of birthday cakes and supermodels. You <laughs> made it out all right. Like, he just floated off into space, and... I mean, I if you're going to kill yourself, see. you might as well do it that way, and then just, like, take off your take off your helmet, freeze to death, boom, done, right? I get, yeah. That's the most whereas, honorable death. The whereas Zangzi kind of just went like, oh, no, I'm going to drown to death, and then... She actually had a better death by freezing to death, which doesn't sound as much as much uh, doesn't sound better than just drowning to death. She was drowning to death, then she froze to death. Like that, that's <laughs> that was a twofer, dude. Like, well, so I think I think she had probably the like I guess the the death of like least resistance or whatever. Because like yeah. at first, yeah, she was drowning, but then I heard. I, I mean, I haven't had it happen to me, but like when you're drowning, when you drown to death, it's like falling asleep. So maybe like her stuff started shutting down and then before everything could shut down, it just automatically got like super cold and and that yeah. was it. And so I, I mean, she probably had the the most, uh, what I want to say, what's the word here? I can't think of it now, but she, she probably had the like, Less the most, the I mean, <laughs> for, for at least the, for lack least of a better stressful. word, the most, the most like chill death. Oh my god! Right, it's it's right there, man. I cannot. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, because Monk, Monk kind of went. I don't know. Monk just got shot, and that was it. It it always sucks to be that guy when it's like, "Hey, I have a gun," and you're like, "What?" And then you get shot. Like to be that, (laughs) be that that? guy in the movie. (laughs) Where'd you get that, huh? And just (laughs) dead. And end credits. <laughs> like there goes that's that's, a, it, that's a wrap on uh, Monk guys. Let's have a party and then we'll continue shooting the rest of the movie. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So the best death I'd probably go with Dr. Uh, Commander Keel. Um, I would definitely not want to go out like uh, Mundy or Volkov because uh, that sucks. I don't ever want to like. I don't want to have worms in me that sucks sucks. (laughs) well so like i don't so i mean i guess when like the universe b was like you know on its way like happening to the ship volkov must have like started feeling some of those worms in his stomach do you think he just like thought he had like a bad bagel or something because i know like when i start having like yeah when i get the bubble guppies i i'm not (laughs) trying to like 3d print guns and like walk around the ship i would be in the bathroom and people would be blowing up the comms being like where's rob dude? <laughs> but where is he at? you have to remember he was like the ship engineer he was the only oh, guy he was keeping needed. everything running yeah that's true okay so he kind of had to take one for the team and just kind of shit on himself yeah that's why if, at the if beginning, he was all pissed off because uh 
they were using, I think, uh, what was it like that? Not air conditioners, but he was the engineer for everything, and everyone else was just chilling. And he was oh yeah, he was making off. a big deal about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got like, to the yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think I think he was like brag or not bragging, but he was just like re, re um iterating, reiterating like for the last two years he's been he's the engineer, so he's been running all those systems, the o, the CO two tanks and the water and all that good yeah. stuff was was running hundred percent. It's like the only thing that doesn't work was of course the particle accelerator or whatever they were using. The, yeah, yeah, which is what the, everyone the, else was there for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he's like basically then, like shitting on everybody's job. And then all job. of a sudden. Tam was like, oh, you know what? In Mandarin, she's like, you know what? It's a condensation. And everyone was like, yeah, that is it. <laughs> Why didn't we think of this two years? You know, for two years, we didn't think of condensation. All of a sudden, guys, come on. And then all of a sudden, it works. You know what I mean? And it's just like, really, guys? Like, it's just going to click? You know, it's a condensation? I don't know. Oh, like, this movie. this movie was just, can we just... Can we talk about the first Cloverfield? Because because that was actually fun. <laughs> that was actually fun. Um, all right. So um, back on Earth, Molly uh, was found. Molly is a little girl that was found in the debris by Michael, who is uh, mm. Hamilton's hubby, right? Yeah. Um, and then I originally thought that he was going to bring her to john goodman's bunker i thought I, yeah i thought we were gonna get a john goodman cameo but uh they kind of missed that one so um what did you guys think of her little of her uh storyline her little her spot in the movie uh i'll go first since i've been going first uh <laughs> it, oh gosh what does it add to the story <laughs> like okay everything on the ship is doing its thing michael is staying strong for the relationship right that was essentially his whole theme and then things start getting real so he goes driving around he ends up next to this broken down building he checks it mm-hmm. out because he hears screaming he shows up there's a little girl standing there in the debris by herself. Next thing you know, they're in the car, driving, and then they end up in a bunker. Oh no, he's calling. He's calling one of his high-ranking people, and never gets a response. They get to the bunker, and she's sitting there. He's there. He finally gets a hold of the guy he was calling, and he mentions that Molly is with me. Let her parents know that she's safe. And then a monster comes, at least outside. And that was basically it. At least from my understanding. So what did that do to the story? I don't know. So I saw on IMDb, I think it was IMDb or maybe it was on Reddit, that they all these scenes with michael and all that was all added in once they decided to turn this movie into a cloverfield movie originally this was supposed to be just like a russian american astronaut um sci-fi spaceship horror movie or whatever um and so they added in all these like earth michael scenes just to tie it into cloverfield somehow so i guess 
the whole reason that all these scenes are there and why it feels so weird and useless is because they're trying to tie it into the other Cloverfield movies somewhat, but not really. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it would have had a place if John Goodman showed up or if like he was on the other end of the text messages, at least like some kind of connection. Um, then I would it would have been completely validated. And I would have been like, oh, okay, cool, all right. So that's that's what all of that was. Um, what I noticed about these scenes, or what I thought was crazy, was that Michael, there's all this death and destruction, all this stuff happening, and I think he's in New York. Um, and dude still goes into work. Yeah. Like that's a call in sick day. Like immediately. Like yeah. If it's raining hard outside, I'm checking my phone. <laughs> They're probably gonna cancel it. <laughs> but, um, I think I think his reasoning was that he's a he's a medical professional, he's a doctor or something, right? Uh, I think and so, so he he knew he was going to be needed, so he was going to have to work. So good on him, man, for for uh, for doing that. But yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, when duty calls, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm gonna get my tinfoil hat back on. I should just leave it on, you guys. Yeah, just leave it on. This yep, whole it's on. <laughs> Yeah, this is my hats for this whole movie. There's so much tinfoil. Um my thought on Molly is that she's from Universe B. And so that's the reason he get, I think he gets to his hospital. That's like where his destination was, and that's why he's like wiling out and gets out of the car. Because mm-hmm. it's his his Kaiser Permanente or whatever is blown to bits <laughs> or whatever. He he gets out and he's like, Oh snap, I guess like no one hit me up or anything to let me know that you know obviously the office is closed. Um, but then he hears the girl crying. And so my thought in that, I think she's, I don't, I remember her being like covered in like rubble or scars or anything. So I'm thinking that she came over on the universe B side. So hmm. maybe that'll be another, another Cloverfield movie down the road where, oh where Molly's gosh. like, just like a scary ass kid. Yeah. That JJ, Abrams, if you're listening to this, up. you just, just don't, don't make any more Cloverfield movies. Let's just leave it as this. Uh, the first one was great. Second was good. And that's it. Oh, but little did you know, <laughs> there is another one coming out in I think April. Serious? Uh, uh, of this yeah. year, like two. Wow. Yeah. There's another one coming out at least on Reddit that people are talking about. It's called Overlord. Oh yeah. Oh, I have. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's coming out. I'm pretty sure it's at April 2018. Um. Oh wow. And it's gonna take place during World War Two. My gosh. So. Jeez. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, back to Molly real quick. Yeah, I that kind of makes sense. I feel like what it was was that Molly in Universe A actually died. But then in the Dimension Clash, she showed up. And that's why he was trying to get a hold of the parents saying, Whoa, she's here. She's safe come get her mm-hmm. that if i'm gonna put the hat on that makes here, sense you can borrow it man here you go dude let me get one uh yeah i'll, I'll <laughs> go with that theory it makes sense to me with the hat on so i'll keep it on for now yeah and i'm not i'm not expecting all answers in overlord but i did read that like they're still yeah they're gonna it's not just overlord they're gonna keep releasing a bunch of other yeah, mm-hmm. Cloverfield shared universe movies, and apparently, at some point, a little by little, that they're going to start making sense. So, so we'll see. Making sense, trying to make trying to make sense of this of these three movies that we have so far, right? Um, 
and I don't even want to talk about the fourth one yet because it's just I can't even wrap my head on this one. Um, <laughs> how do you think? How do you think Cloverfield Paradox fits into the Cloverfield quote unquote universe? Uh, I mean, I think it—it's the most important movie. Like, it's the only one with an answer. With any answer, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you... Let's say you have the next movie, uh, Overlord, come out. And so you have four movies out, and for some reason you don't watch this one, you'll be completely lost. Mm-hmm. At least I think, unless they actually answer it or recap in Overlord, which I doubt. But... Yeah, without this movie, you're just confused as you were before. I mean, it, you need you need to watch this bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. so you're already you're already going out and saying that it was bad. Yeah, it's kind of like Spoiler the Batman alert. Superman of the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh, like, lost uh, all the DC, lost all of the DC listeners. Sorry, I'm guys. Sorry. Sorry. But shout out to the Marvel listeners. What's up? We're on top. There you go. Listen to last week's episode. Man, what were we just talking about? I had another (laughs) thing to add about that. Uh, How does this, how does Paradox fit in the Cloverfield universe? Oh, okay. So for me, this kind of fits in. This is kind of like if we want to go in like explanation order, this should be the first one you watch. Or, I mean, it should never be the first one you watch, if anything. You, sh- you should watch it in the release order. But this is, a, like, it's kind of crazy that, like, they released the third movie, and this kind of explains how the other two movies happen or why they happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's an important piece to the puzzle. But, um, but yeah. I mean, I, uh, you got yeah. the corner. You got, like, 25 pieces of a corner of right, a right, right. Piece puzzle. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, as a big fan of the first one um it kind of made sense towards like at the very end just because they just showed the monster um oh. from the first one. Oh god <laughs> you could just hear the disgust and Ra- randy how do you feel about this oh. <laughs> randy, i don't know you if today? i'm being too critical oh. with this movie it's just yeah. it's tough I want yeah, to like there's it, a like lot I said. Going on. Yeah, yeah. my expectations—I don't want to say were high, but I wanted more. And I guess looking back to the first question of the beginning yeah. of this podcast, my expectations were higher than what they gave me. Yeah, um, your expectations were high because you wanted answers. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, yeah, I was just a big fan of the first one, so. Um, I, you know, I was, I too was looking for answers. Um, and coming from the first one, I was just, I like, I'm not kidding you. I researched into that one a lot. Like I was into the ARG. I was trying to figure out who the heck, um, I don't know if you guys listened to the, or got into the ARG, but Taguruatu um, was like the company that hired um, the main guy into Japan. And that, uh, they were producing some kind of chemical substance. Like I got into it. Like I, I lived the tinfoil hat, dude. I lived it. Um, 
so I got really into it. And then I was just, you know, I was just like, I want more answers. I want more of Cloverfield. I want more of this universe. You know, I want to know. Um, Cause at the end of the first Cloverfield, they were in central park and they, you know, they ran away from the monster cause they were doing a bombing run. And then you hear the bombing commence and it was, um, you know, uh, it was just, that was the end of the movie. And then going into the credits, they were what, like they were playing old footage of when the guy and his girlfriend were at Coney Island on the, um, on the uh, Ferris wheel. And then the camera pans into the ocean. And then you see the, you see something crash into the ocean. So Mm -hmm. you, I don't know if you guys remember that, but that was like, you know, that just left it open for more. And then when 10 Cloverfield line came out, I was just thinking like, okay, like more answers. But then the trailer came out and I'm like, wait, why are they in a, you know, why are they in a bunker? And then, like as a standalone film, like Ten Cloverfield Lane was great. Like John Goodman, hats off to ha- John Goodman because he he played that so well to the point where it, I didn't know if he was a good guy or if he was a bad guy. I didn't like I don't know if his intentions were true. Um, I don't know if he was just trying to like you know enslave Mary Elizabeth Winstead or if he was really just trying to save her. And then once she came out of the um the bunker i was like holy smokes he was like actually just trying to save her albeit he, he was, was kind of crazy he was telling the truth at the same time. yeah albeit he was kind of crazy about doing it but um he was like he was actually telling the truth the whole time and then we're like at the end of that i was like okay well i still have some questions i still want to know like how did the monster come in the first one and why is it not monster? And then why is it aliens in 10 Cloverfield lane? And then they announced Cloverfield paradox. And I'm like, okay, you know, space, you know, that means aliens. Well, let's just assume the first monster came from, came from space. And then, oh man, just, I just, it was a big letdown in a sense that I had no answers. Um, and I just, the only answer I had was, okay, they went back to Earth and monsters there. That was it. And there's old, you know, there's multiple universes. Monster came through the universe and ended up on Earth. And I just, oh man, it was just, it was a tough, it was a tough movie to watch. Um, was it? I thought it was, I thought it was good. I liked bits and pieces of it. I liked the explanation of, of certain things. Yeah. Um and I was, I'm thinking, I was thinking this on my own, and I want to put it to you guys, pose this question to you guys. What if they had done, instead of just a straight-up Netflix two-hour movie, what if they had done it as like a Netflix TV show, like eight episodes, and just kind of let this, let the, let the show kind of, exp- like, give everybody a little more time? That's one, like, uh, I guess, critique about the movie that I, I would have wanted to see more is like a little more explanation yeah. Um, on some things so like there's that whole storyline where uh schmidt um baron zemo is uh supposedly a spy for for germany mm-hmm. and if, if they had like because it's only for like 10 15 minutes that that you know that's a problem and then it kind of gets itself like snuffed out mm-hmm. which is cool and all but imagine if they had a whole episode where you know he they're going back and forth like is he a mole is he not you know what i mean like 
they would have had more more time to to kind of explore that. And there, I mean, there's there's a bunch of other storylines too. I just felt like it was too condensed in in this two hour movie. You know, there's there's also like some like pseudo or like a faux relationship between. And we've been saying her name wrong. Apologies to the Chinese crowd out there. But her, I think it's pronounced Zi Zhang. They yeah. they say it's supposed to be the, the last name first. I've seen both. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Zhang Zi is like the American, <clears throat> right? The American version of it. Kind of like how, um, like when Yao Ming was playing over here, his first name, well, Yao was on the back of his jersey, right? Right. Kind of thing. So I, I don't know. If I don't, and Zang, I mean, okay. I it's I don't know if you guys heard about it, but they're supposed to be doing Rush Hour Four with Chris Tucker and uh, yeah. Chan Jackie. So <laughs> looking forward oh to God. that. <laughs> um. So would you guys would you guys watch this movie again? Well, to touch on what Rob was saying, at the time that I was watching it, I was entertained. I was I was in it. I didn't turn it off and walk away. No, I kept watching it. Um because yeah, it was entertaining. I didn't realize all of the problems until after the fact when i really started thinking about it when i got on the internet all that stuff then i was like oh yeah those were problems um yeah so when i watch it again yeah if anything i want to watch it again to find things that i missed like one thing in particular were was the scene with the uh foosball table oh gosh that scene when i first watched it was super random I was like, okay, why are the players spinning around? Like, that's kind of weird. What I didn't notice, supposedly, the uniform colors changed um, while they were spinning. And supposedly, some people interpreted it as the... That was when the dimensions really started to switch. Mm -hmm. Because in Universe A, I think... They were like red and yellow, and then in Universe B, they were different colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a cool uh, theory. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and then um, there were a couple other things like uh, Cloverfield was actually written on the ship somewhere, and just a little detail. So I'd watch it again, um, just but to just find to catch things. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as getting excited and like yeah dude i'm gonna go buy the blu-ray eh, nah. <laughs> why would you buy the blu-ray it's on netflix well you know what i mean like uh well you want you gotta have it as your collection in case it ever yeah. leaves you never yeah would if you... you already have blu-ray of cloverfield and 10 cloverfield lane you gotta get Man, you gotta get paradox, you gotta get paradox. That steelbook pre-order on best buy the first day dude. <laughs> yeah shout out to best buy <laughs> would you guys would you guys recommend Cloverfield Paradox to a first timer. Well, if they if they hadn't seen the other two movies, yes. Oof, I would I would tell them to at least watch the first two. At least watch Ten, ten Cloverfield Lane. I thought out of, out of the three, I would say that that's that's my favorite movie so far. Yeah, I agree. Oh man, I'm just gonna shut this off because, um, I was like, I mean, I'm gonna say it again. I was a big fan of the first one. <laughs> 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 um 
I would I would rank them one, two, and three in that order. Oh, <laughs> they, they, they released in in order of importance to Alan. So. Yeah, I was just not. I don't know. I could have just I could have just finished with the first Cloverfield, and that would have been I would have been happy with that. Yeah. Actually, I I agree with that. I think. Oh. Okay. Uh, the reason why is because it was a good mystery. You know what I mean? Like if they just ended it, just imagine if Lost, the TV show, ended in the first season. You're like, Ooh, wait a minute, what yeah, happened? Okay. What's the what's the smoke monster? What are the others? What are all these things? And you, it it, it would have been left up to the fans, which is essentially what it was until really now. It was up to the fans to come up with theories and stuff, and it made the series better until the yeah. answers actually started showing up. And they were bad answers too. Yeah. Like so. I think that 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 was during the time where they had the writers strike. Yeah. So the ending, <laughs> the ending after so what eight, seven or eight seasons, right? Uh, six. 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 After six seasons, and it was like twenty-three episodes a season, right? Uh, it was like a very high it amount. Was a good amount. Yeah, you know, imagine if at the end of Game of Thrones, they're just like, "Psych, this is actually just um, like a virtual reality game, like Westworld." Oh my god! Imagine if they pissed. did that to you, people would be pissed, and then people to say, would riot. To say that at the end of such an amazing franchise like Lost that you guys were just really dead the whole time like yeah. what <laughs> like imagine if after all of walking dead they come out and just man we are just crossing crossing so many fan bases here but <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine at the end of walk like you know they just they notice their viewer count is going down so they're like this is the final season and at the end of the final season they're like oh rick's been in a coma the whole time he's been dreaming this whole thing like, imagine, I would be pissed. I don't even watch Walking Dead anymore after the prison. I don't like. I I would be pissed. But I think that's just the the crux of any TV show or any like franchise is that like you do you go on this run for so many good seasons or books or whatever, yeah. and very rarely does does the ending feel complete and you feel satisfied. Yeah. I can only, I mean, there's only a few. I mean, if it, if it does, if you do get that feeling, these are the franchises that Breaking stand the test of time. Well, yeah, right. People like will automatically recommend it. They'll talk about it. I mean, it's like Star Wars, the original trilogy. Like, you know, that ended so succinctly and so completely that, you know, everybody knows it and loves it. Yeah. And But there's other like TV shows or book series, like Harry, the Harry Potter book series, like ended... Yeah a pretty good way or like a satisfying way yeah like lord of the rings is another one that i think most people were satisfied and that it ended Mm -hmm. that was it yep so hopefully jj and the gang have it up their sleeves to to have us get satisfied at the end of this after the seventh cloverfield movie or whatever (laughs) Hopefully, I mean, I want to see them learn from their mistakes, man. They can't just keep digging through, you know, people's trash cans and finding all these like halfway done movies and being like, oh, we could we could put Cloverfield at the end of this, or we could we could add in some bunker scenes and make this a Cloverfield movie. It's like, 
nah, well, let's just from the from the from the jump, let's just do a Cloverfield movie that makes sense and ties into everything and answers questions. Yeah, yeah, and at this point, like, I I'll probably watch any J.J. Abrams movie just because his his um like filmography has just been good, you know. Yeah, you, that's true. Uh, the Star Trek movies, um, the Star Wars, the first Star Wars movie, um, or Episode Seven, sorry, and then um the first Clo- <laughs> first Cloverfield movie was great. <laughs> um. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and then uh, it was just—I'll probably just watch anything with his name on it. As sad, as sad as it sounds, just because he's—he's done so well, and I enjoyed all of his movies. Like even Super Eight. I don't know if you guys ever watched Super Eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Super Eight pretty much felt like um, a single movie of like kind of like in the Stranger Things universe. You know. Oh like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, and like that's just that's just how it is, and I just I'll watch anything JJ Abrams at this point. So yeah, I don't know. You guys ready to wrap up this uh, this Cloverfield paradox movie review and just like shut it down because my head hurts just thinking yeah. about this movie, dude. I need. To <laughs> oh <stop>. my gosh. Ah, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what's um. um well, if you had to put like a blank out of ten, you know, blank out of ten review on it, what would you put it at? Uh, I'll go five. I'll go five. Oof. Yeah. Okay, Rob. Um, uh, I want. I'll, I'll give it a little bit more, a little edge. I'll give it a six. I thought. Yeah, it was a good movie in in the sense that it it's trying to be part of the shared universe, but at the same time it didn't deliver. So they lose points on not delivering the way I wanted them to. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a watchable movie. It's there's there's stuff going on and it keeps you interested. Yeah, I, I'll go with five as well. Um, I I just it was a watchable movie, and um, again, J.J. Abrams. Uh, with his name on it, I just kind of like that. Just adds another number, you know. That just adds a point to his to the uh, scale just because his name's on it. But if you took J.J. Abrams' name off of it, it's probably like a four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Well, that was a Cloverfield discussion, uh, Cloverfield paradox discussion. Um, I'm not going to put it next to Cloverfield because it doesn't deserve it. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what's, what are we going to talk about next? Do we know yet? Uh, currently uh, on the schedule. In. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Go for it, go for it, go for it. Uh, so next episode, you guys, uh, you definitely want to tune in. We're going to be reviewing Ernest Klein's book, Ready Player One, Ooh. in anticipation of the, the movie that's dropping. Uh, I believe it drops in March 29th. Um, so we'll have some time, but yeah, it's definitely a book that deserves to be talked about. Have you guys finished it at all or close to finishing it? Um, I'm listening to the audiobook and I'm I think I'm like on even the second hour of it. I think okay. <laughs> it's a pretty big book, so like or a pretty big audiobook. Um so I'm I'm liking it so far. I'm liking all the references so far. So we'll get into right. that next discussion. Randy, have you 
I I listened to the audiobook uh, a few months ago for the first time, and I had a great time. Um, but I was pretty busy whenever I would listen to it, so I kind of wanted to read it or listen to it again to try to pick up on some of the Easter eggs. Mm. So, see what I did? Ooh. All right, horrible, horrible execution. Either way, uh. Yeah, I just want to do it a, a, a second. It took a while for me to get in. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, what do you mean Easter eggs? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything because there is a lot in that book. Yeah. So. Just, I mean, just through the first two hours of it, I'm like, and comparing it to what I saw in the trailer, I'm, I'm really excited for both. So, yeah, we'll probably be. That's going to be a very good discussion, and I got to catch up to it. So, all right, ladies and gents, listeners, thank you for listening in. Uh, my name is Alan. I'm Randy. And I'm Rob. And uh, thanks for tuning into the Lounge SD. Catch you guys later. <laughs>